Hi, I'm Adrian Properly, and welcome to A View from the Top. A View from the Top is a regular series of podcasts from the Centre for Strategic Communication Excellence, where I interview top communication professionals from around the world and talk about their career journey. Our episodes one and two were recorded as movies, so now I'm just moving them over to the podcast format that you'll enjoy from episode three onwards. In episode one, I got to catch up with Pia Zetterquist in Sweden. Pia for many years has been a leading light in the internal communication profession and has worked quite extensively in some big organisations. So I'll do his introduction and then we'll cut straight to that interview. Pia has had extensive experience from working with leadership, communication and HR related matters in dynamic and global environments. He had a role of VP, Internal Communication in Ericsson, between 2002 and 6, and in Electrolux between 2011 and 17. He worked closely with the CEOs and their leadership teams to have people engaged in the goals, strategy and values of those two companies. His experience reaches from major reorganizations, outsourcing to massive layoffs, to build-ups of new business and new restructures. Pia's passion is to support change initiatives and to coach managers to become good and mature leaders with strong communication skills. So let's cut to that interview with Pia now, straight after the introduction. But then, you know, I won't leave anything for you to talk about, so I, I thought I'd just kind of gently lead in there and then talk about, you know, where did you come from? What was your background? So how did you first get started in the communication profession? What, what drove you into communication or internal communication specifically? Well, I think I, I, ha- I happen to have a law degree and I have a master's degree in, in marketing and communication on top of that. But I think more than anything else, it was my curiosity and interest in, in people. And the more I worked with it, also the opportunity to, to make a different make a difference in, in people's life. But curiosity is probably the, the main lead here. Yeah, that's really interesting, that that curiosity. And, and you look at that certainly within people within our profession is we, we tend to have that curiosity to how people tick, what's happening within organizations, the dynamic within organizations. So I can see I can see how it works from law into communication. I I, I thought it was a big stretch to begin with, but I think you've I think you've got it. Um, well, it, so also, tell me- it also helped. It also helped me to get a rather well-structured mindset and a good overall understanding on how things are working yeah. in society at large. I don't know. I think that's probably why you excelled in Ericsson in those early days as well, because I, I, I do remember it was really about stepping in there and building a strategy for the organization, internal comms, and you had to manage a global function in internal mm-hmm. comms. So that's yeah. quite, uh, that was quite big. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we, we go on. Mm-hmm. Thinking about that, what were some of the jobs that you did and, and how did they progress your career? Because sometimes we we fall into certain jobs and we go now how do I end up doing this and it ends up being the right move at the right time for some uncanny reason and other times it's quite planned maybe it was planned because you've got that uh, that background of being a bit more structured but it's a good question and and thinking of it I think there are two answers to it at least for me first one is that I, I had the opportunity to to be in the heat the really heat real heat for some time because I was working in parts of Ericsson at that time that were dealing with the fixed telephony compared to mobile, the mobile phone and the mobile system sales. And it was a bleeding business. Uh, 
tough with the profitability and, and everything you can think of. So we had to be laying off a lot of people, closing sites down, etc., etc. And with that, it really took communication into what matters to the business. So to dealing with people and managing layoffs and managing people's emotions and, and being sort of both very straight about things, but also working with a big heart and a lot of empathy, put internal comms in the spotlight. And if there's any advice to others from that is to go where the heat is. It, it really made a, a change in my career. It went from internal communication being something nice to being something which is essential. So that's my number one thing. My number two thing, and this is still with Ericsson, I was lucky to have the opportunity to work with, at that time, the CEO of that time that came in at 2002, when, at the same time as I entered into the company as vice president internal comms. And his assignment was to make a true turnaround when it came to how to run the business, the culture of the business and values, etc. And he started off with his own management team. And, and, and for some reason, he took trust in me and we had a great relationship. And it was it was it was just fantastic to be working to be working with a person like that, that put such emphasis on the value of communication and also such trust to the function of communication. The thinking about that, because trust is so important, particularly when you're working with the head of an organization and, and, and a global CEO is stretched quite widely yeah. in an organization. So to, to gain that trust and that credibility, what were some of the things you felt were important to do? Well, I think it's the, it's the usual thing. <laughs> Be very careful with what expectations you build or you set. And uh, I don't know whether we were good at this, but general advice would always be uh, under, promise, under promise and over deliver. But also, I think, seriously, I think we did, we did a good Good job. And also one, one, one thing to add to this, I, I was reporting into the head of communication, senior vice president of communication in, in, in Ericsson at that time. And he was a very wise guy. He was, he was standing beside me and not, he was not standing be between me and the CEO. And that, I think that to the CEO showed the full trust that my, my boss was, was putting to me, was giving me and that sort of that sort of transmitted over to the CEO. So I think that was also part of the success story here. No one standing in between me and the CEO in in those matters. Yeah, it seems that really important not to have some of the, that that political maneuvering, which you sometimes get in in large organisations and and particularly with senior senior people. So it's that that trust obviously is that underpinning thing, and I think that's really important. So thanks for sharing yeah. that with. Yeah, I, um, I should say I, I should say I have a background, a little bit of background in politics as well. So I think I was rather sort of experienced and a little bit street smart in how to play the games. I, I, I quite often, you know, give advice in 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 training courses with internal communications folk is, you know, maybe you need to learn a little bit of the politics sometimes. <laughs> it might help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some of the other lessons you might share with communication? professionals about how you demonstrate that value within the organization. Again, I, I'm coming back to this thing about go be where it matters. I, I really I really think that that's, that's the key here. It also opened up doors to other functions. And when you start to interact with other functions, that's when you can 
truly deliver value and you're appreciated for the value. And in the case of Ericsson, uh, starting off, I think it was comms and HR, uh, not involved in battles, but uh, but for sure having various opinions on things. But th going through the tough times and having to work side by side with another function, build mutual trust, respect, and at the end of the day, joint deliverables or joint deliveries. And that was that was really that was really it comes to my mind when you put the question. Yeah, no, I think it is, because it's that, that share and success rather than having the battles. And if we think about the energy of having those battles, and we've all had them. I mean, they look, uh, organizations that, that many people have, have talked to me about is, is some of those battles between internal comms, HR. But I think when you get that right and you actually have that share of success with that, that delivery for employees, I think it's a, it's a real sweet spot. Yeah. And, and, and then if, if I could add another thing, Adrian, and maybe you're coming to it yourself, but I, I think what we did at Ericsson was starting the journey of shifting the, the deliverables and the, the mindset and the expectation on the function. Because we all know it's, communication can be a lot about packaging and distribution, and it, it, that, that will never go away. But the journey we started on in Ericsson at that time was to make the move from being in that that corner and doing the distribution and the production of things to move into the, the 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 field of the business partner, the consultant to the business rather than the service function, and that that's something I, I know made a shift and uh, it has followed me throughout my career since having that mindset. Internal comms is about being a business partner. Yeah, it does make me smile when you say consultant and business partner. I think think that that really is the key. We hear about it in in what people talk about, but you know, are people truly doing that? And I I think you know certainly the work you do working with organisations, I'm sure that's that's a lot about what you talk about and and try encourage internal communication professionals to be. So I wanted to talk a little bit about. What are you doing now? I mean, what great background career you've had that uh, experience working at the top within organizations. But tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and what is it that you're passionate about? Okay, well, I'm a lucky guy now. I'm not any longer with, with, with any of the big global corporations. I love that time and I might be back there at some point. But right now I work as a consultant and senior advisor in the field of communication, leadership, and change management. Uh, I just recently had my diploma in, in uh, coaching. I did a change management certification. I've also been involved in something called art of hosting. So it's a, it's a lot about facilitating processes and people and uh, taking that a little bit further than you're allowed to in the, when, when you're heading up a function labeled internal comms. And what really, really, really catches my mind and interest right now is how we can combine, how we, what, what, what can we learn from, from neuroscience? And, and there's a lot coming that way now. And many of you already probably work and are familiar with the SCARF model, et cetera. But if we can start to combine the skills and experience we have from our, from our work in communication to what's happening now in, in, and what can be learned from from neuroscience, I think we're we're making we can make big strides and combine things that has never happened before, and that at the end of the day that would provide a lot of 
new and unexpected value. It's, 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 it would truly take our function from being in the distribution field to be in the, the influencer field for real. So I, I think that's, that's an exciting area to look into. And I, I love to hear that you're talking about being in the influencer field because we, we've seen quite a bit of research uh, coming out lately around how important it is going to be in this, this, this era to be much more influential in our skills. We're no longer selling to people. And I, <laughs> I remember many years ago, one of the, the uncomfortable conversations I had with a marketer was, what's internal comms? Isn't, isn't that just selling to your internal audiences? And I nearly fell off my, my chair. And I think it's, it's coming into its own now with the, with the fact that we really are about connection and, and people and being able to influence at a much more personal level. Do you think some of the things that's driven that is, you know, we talk about trust in, in today's society and the, 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 you know, the degradation of trust over recent years, as, as now this is why people want a little bit more connection? Yeah, but yes, uh, yeah, I would say so, and it's, and, and we, well, we we all know how how long it takes to build trust and how easily it erases. So I think more and more, and in, in today's world with um, a very concerned young generation growing up as consumers, as stepping into work life, we have social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This this transparency. It has always been important with trust, but I think trust is now a, a, a it's a business critical asset, and it's more than ever. So, and and trust that building that trust starts at home within the organization. And that's that's you know it's such a key role for internal communication professionals these days. I, I think it's that's brilliant. I love the I love the area that you're now starting to focus in. There's a a couple of things I picked up in there, pair as well, is that that you still have gone back and you have done some training and you've got additional qualifications. How important do you think that is for internal communication professionals you know, right throughout their career? Um, there's often the, the thought of get your, your, your degree and then forget it for the rest of your life. How important is ongoing education? I think it's, I think it's critical. I, I'm looking at myself with my, with my law degree. I think it helped me a little bit but on the surface, or if you think of it, um, had very little to do with internal comms. But being relevant and staying ahead of the game will always take will always take a, a a curious mindset and a willingness to to learn and adopt and preferably be a little bit ahead of of others. And if there was any piece of advice I would give to to people in 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 this profession today, it would be to start looking into neuroscience, look look into psychology, behavioral science. Uh, I wish I had a little bit of that in my in my academic background. To be honest, uh, it is possible to pick up quite a bit of it as you move along, but having that in the, in your DNA, stepping into this profession is, I think, will help a lot. Excellent. That's that's great. Here, and I, I, you know, it feels a little bit like that crystal ball moment where you, where the recommendation for internal communication professionals moving on is really start focusing in on getting some development around areas like neuroscience. And uh, but 
what, what other advice would you share with internal communication professionals in, in you know, navigating their career? And really, what should they be focusing on now? I think they should look for whether they work for nonprofits or governmental affairs in, 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 in the public sector or for a private company. I think it's, it's critical to identify what is business critical. And for that, you need to know the, the business environment. You need to know the strategy of the company or the organization you work for. And you need to be fully aware of the culture and, and those things. And, and make sure that that's where you're spending your time. And uh, focus not on the urgent things in the organization, but look at the important things of the organization. Make sure that you have the access and the, the, the access and the permission. And that permission comes through building trust to deal with those matters. It will make your it will make your career much more successful, and I think you will have a lot more fun as a professional because you will be regarded as as a business advisor and a change maker, and that's that's where you want to be. Fantastic, yeah, I could not could not agree more. And and Pia, I I thank you from the bottom of my heart for for catching up today. Uh, not only has it been great for me to catch up with you again, uh, as uh, you know, I've known you for many many years. But um, thank you for sharing your advice to communication professionals, particularly those working in internal communication. So valuable advice from a from a, a highly qualified uh, professional in our uh, in our profession. So thank you again for your time, Pear. Well, thank you for having me and. Uh... And good luck to all of you out there. Good luck. Thanks, Pierre. So thank you for watching today's episode um, of A View from the Top with uh, Pierre Zerquist. And uh, we will be having regular uh, episodes of this. If you're looking for any research articles or insights on your career in communication, please check out our website. It's propertycoms.com.au. So please go to our website, find out uh, any information that you want, and I look forward to seeing you all next time. Thank you.